Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your Good morning, Edwin. Good morning, Peyton. Good to have you with us today. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be with you today. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've been hosting this podcast for a long time, so it's always good to have guests. <laughs> I certainly am glad that you get to host today's conversation. What cool. are we going to do today? Well, we're going to talk about faith. Um, we're going to continue the discussion we've been having, and we're going to talk about the concept of be, go in peace, be warmed and filled. So okay. if you'll go ahead and open us uh, up with the scripture, yeah, James chapter read, 2. I'll read James chapter 2, beginning at verse 14, going to go through verse 17. I will read from the English Standard Version. Great. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Go in peace, be warmed and filled. Thank you. I'll try. <laughs> James opens up this discussion giving a hypothetical example in which someone comes to you, he's knocking at your door, he needs help, he doesn't have clothing, he doesn't have food, he needs these things, and you say to him, you know, God's going to be with you, go in peace, be warmed and filled, and then you shut the door and leave him. Mm. What good is that? Mm. James is clearly implying here that that's no good at all. Right. That, that's not hard for us to wonder. When I've, when I've done nothing to help this person, my faith hasn't accomplished anything here. Right. So one of the things I think this calls out for us is, what would we say if someone is coming to us and ask us for something? Would we say, go in peace, be warmed and filled, or go in peace, I will warm you, I will fill you, I will give you the things you need? One of the things Acts chapter 4 reminds me of, Acts chapter 4, Peter and John are preaching the gospel. They're rested for it. They say, hey, we're not going to stop even though you want us to. And after they're let go by the authorities. They go and pray to God that they would give them boldness to continue to speak the word. And you know what they do right after that? They, in, in boldness, continue to speak the word. Mm-hmm. They actually fulfill what they said. Yes. So one of the things this calls up for us is, do we have a passive religion? Okay. Or do we have an active religion? What, what I mean by that is, would we say, I want this to be done, but I don't want to take part in actually doing it? Mm. Or would we pray to God, say, hey, I think God's going to be with you, but hey, let me help you. Let me carry that out and actually do that. Does that make sense? Yes. Active active religion, active faith, a faith that is working. I have a faith in God, but my faith in God comes out by acting like God, by letting, letting my faith in God, my trust in Him change who I am and change what I do. This is one of those places, I'm really glad you brought this up because I think it ties together earlier in James. This is one of those places where folks look at James and because they call it wisdom literature, they go back to the Proverbs and they they think they see these paragraphs that are just scattergun. Uh-huh. You know, James talks about this, then he talks about that, just like the Proverbs do. Yeah. You know, we're going we're gonna to go here, then we're going to go there, and there's not really much connection. But go all the way back to chapter 1 and verse 22, be doers of the word and not hearers only. Now, look into the law of liberty and persevere, for the one who is not just a hearer but a doer, the one who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. What you're talking about here is active. It's a religion that does. It's a faith that does. Not a faith that simply hears, not even a faith that simply agrees, but a faith that does. Mm-hmm. That that's 
that is the kind of religion and spirituality we need to have. Am I am I getting it correct? Absolutely. Yeah, you're getting it right on. And one of the, one of the things I think this um, brings up, and I'm I'm glad you're bringing this up more. And it's not just hearing, it's not just even agreeing, it's actually doing something. And that goes back to James chapter one. We're not just simply to be hearers, but doers of the word. You know, one of the problems I struggle with is I'm thinking, how how can I build my faith? How can I become more faithful to God? Mm-hmm. Well, usually what I jump to is, okay, let me study more Bible. Let me pray. And those are excellent things to do. Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says, hearing comes by the word of Christ. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of Christ. So if we're going to build our faith, absolutely, the word of God is a good place to be. Mm-hmm. But he's also acknowledging, hey, our faith isn't worth much if we're not doing something with right. it. If I really want to express my faith, if I really want to show a faith, a faith that saves I express that in action. I do things with that. I actually fulfill even what um, what we've been talking about earlier this week. You've talked about it with Andrew some. I think I talked with you a little bit about it on Monday. But when you're going to fulfill this royal law, it requires action. Mm. That I show this poor person respect, that I show whoever respect, that I'm bringing people in, that's action. That's re- this faith that works. I remove the partiality. I show the respect and the honor to the person. Because they're a person, I, I try to help folks love God no matter what, and I'm going to love my neighbor. And here we've got this example of loving neighbor. More more tying back to James chapter 1, do you remember what pure and undefiled religion before God the Father in heaven is? I do, but why don't you remind us? <laughs> So pure and undefiled religion before God the Father is this, to visit the widows and orphans in their afflictions. Mm -hmm. We talked about that last week. I highlighted that one of the things that frustrates me is how so often today this is just pulled out of the biblical context. James writing to Jewish Christians when they hear this concept of visiting widows and orphans in their affliction, uh, they don't just think oh, you know, I, we, oh, we got to put widows on the role of the church. They're, they're not thinking about adoption. What they're thinking about is all of those passages in the law and the prophets that talked about caring for the poor, the sojourner, the widow, and the fatherless. All of those things are mentioned, and it's throughout the, the law and the prophets again and again and again and again. There's one really interesting passage, Deuteronomy chapter 10 and verse 18. We could go through a list of these, but I think about Deuteronomy chapter 10 and verse 18 as it talks about God describing him. He executes justice for the fatherless and the widow and loves the sojourner, giving him food and clothing. That one, that one I find is an interesting tie to our passage today in James chapter 2, because now we've got a brother or sister who have come to us. They're in their affliction. I don't know if they're a widow or an orphan, but that point in James chapter 1 was not specifically about widows and orphans as if they're the only ones. He's, he's using them as that example, as the law often did. Here is the poor. Here is the afflicted. I am visiting them in their affliction. What do I do when I visit them in their affliction? Do I merely declare the promises of God? Oh, we know about God. I'm, I'm sorry that you don't have clothes, and I'm sorry that you don't have food, but never forget, we serve a God who loves widows and orphans and poor people and sojourners, and he executes justice for them, and he, he clothes them, and he feeds them. So I, I'm going to declare this promise of God over you, go be warmed and filled. Is that what it means to visit them in their affliction? No, no. According to According to James, it's not just that I believe in God and mentally assent that God does these things. 
that's not faith according to James. Faith according to James is actually getting involved in doing that. Doing that, yes. Yeah. I am God's instrument. I, I also think I'm very much, very much a proponent of prayer. I teach on prayer. I've written things about prayer. I do I do sermon series on prayer, multiple ones. I, I think that we all need to pray more. I don't pray enough. I don't know what your prayer habit is, but I'm guessing you don't. No, pray I'm right enough. there with you. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're we're prayer. We need to pray better. We need to pray yeah. more. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, in visiting the widows and orphans, in, in visiting the afflicted, in remembering those who are mistreated, my visitation is not just let me pray for you. Mm-hmm. It is it is the recognition that I am to be the instrument of God. Even in these prayers, I use this illustration. I remember I was in an interview a couple weeks ago, use this illustration on somebody else's podcast, but I'll say it again. I don't, I don't remember what book I read this in, but the fella talked about a guy sitting down in a subway and he sees this pregnant woman get on the subway and there she is. She can't find a chair. So she's holding on to one of those, those straps hanging down. Lord, please, please, Lord. She's got to be on so, so uncomfortable. It's just terrible that she's having to stand. Please find her a place to sit down, Lord. She, she just needs a, and as, as the prayer went on, he began to realize he was sitting on the answer to his prayer and he got up and the Lord said yes to his prayer because now she had a seat. Now, the interesting thing is that we today would look at that and say, well, that's not God answering that prayer. That's, that's just that fella getting up and being nice. Well, but that is God answering the prayer because prayer is not about bending God to my will. It's about me bending to his will. Mm-hmm. And as that man prayed, that prayer worked on him. And God worked on him through that prayer such that finally the answer yes was given as this man aligned his will and his service and his love with God's will and service and love. And his faith became genuine. His religion became pure and undefiled because rather than just I'm going to believe in a God who takes care of pregnant women, rather than just I'm going to pray for pregnant women because God loves pregnant women, I'm going to serve her. And I gave mm-hmm. up, he gave up, he gave up his seat. Again, it's something I got out of a book. This is not a personal illustration, but I, I think it's, but it is a personal illustration because there's plenty of times. Mm-hmm. But again, it's the active instead of the passive. Yeah. That's pure and undefiled religion. That's mm-hmm. true faith. And even in Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 18, you just mentioned God is the God who executes justice for the fatherless, for the sojourner. The very next four words there. Therefore, love the sojourner. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's actually like, hey, God does this, but we don't take this and think, God, you're going to take care of that, so I'm glad you freed me of my responsibility. No. Right. It says, okay, you need to do that. Therefore, love them. Because that's how God has treated us. That's how God treats people. We need to carry that out. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor. Jesus said in John 13, the new law I give you. We know, we know the law said, love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus comes along and now says to his disciples, new law. And it's the, the new law is not that you love your neighbor. That's, that's been the law. The new law is the standard. Now it is love your neighbor as Christ love, loves you, as Christ loves your neighbor. And I like you bringing that up, that statement about therefore love the sojourner. Our God is a God who loves widows, orphans, poor, sojourner, those who are in need. Understand that sojourner in the law is is a person who has moved from under the cover of another god into our land where our god we today we, we do have to understand that moving from one place to another in that old testament time period had a much different connotation than ours it mm-hmm. wasn't just 
oh, I'm going out to make my way in the world and I'm going to move from Florida to Georgia. Got to get out from under my parents' roof. I'm going to move over here. The, because of the concept that those ancients had of gods over a land, sojourners very commonly were saying, we see you have a God that is blessing here. We're going to come under his protection. We're coming to be blessed by him. And when they do that, God was saying to his people, you take care of them. They've, they've come here. It's and like the means of blessing would be through his people. Through his people. That's mm-hmm. exactly right. That's exactly right. As God was blessing his people, he would be blessing those who have come in among them mm-hmm. to seek his blessing. In Deuteronomy chapter 15, God gives the law to his people. He says, look, there's always going to be poor people among you. Here's what I'm going to do. Because there's always going to be poor people among you, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to give rains. It's going to cause crops to grow. Some of you are going to have more than you need. And when you have more than you need, give to others who have less than they need. And when you all give to others who have less than they need, you know what? There won't be any poor among you. It's kind of a surprising thing because in the same chapter, he says (laughs) there will always be poor and there will never be poor. And it's because he's not going to bless everybody the same financially. His means of blessing everyone is he blesses some financially and then uses them as a channel of his blessings to others. And that's what we're finding here in James 2. When the needy comes to you and says, I don't have enough. Okay, if I have more than enough, I share. I help. I don't just proclaim God's promises. I don't just pray. I actually be, I become the instrument of God's grace and mercy and the channel of his blessings so that I am used as an answer to the prayer, as a fulfillment of the promises. That's a really cool idea. You know, I'm not just completely outside of God's plan to tend to human needs, to care for other people just as he is that kind of God. I'm actually in between. I'm that person who can actually fulfill and go out and do that. 1 Timothy 6, 8 says, with food and clothing, we will be content. Mm -hmm. And when we have more than that and we see others have less than that, then we need to share. And that's active faith. And that's pure and undefiled religion. And that's a working, living faith as we see it here. Thanks so much, Peyton, for being involved in this conversation. Why don't you wrap us up with a prayer? Of course. Lord our God, we are thankful so much, Lord, that you can reveal more truth through your word, Lord. Lord, we pray that we remember today that if we are to express our faith in you, we must show that faith in how we serve others and how we act toward others, that we would be people not simply sitting back in our reclining chairs hoping for Um, good things to be done for other people that we actually get out there and do just what we're asking that we can at the least do good just as your son went about doing good lord help us to have that greater faith a faith that expresses itself in action not relying simply on organizations lord we are thankful for organizations that um, tend to this and we're thankful for good godly people who are doing this But Lord, we pray that we can be those people today as individuals serving out your will, showing true and pure and undefiled religion and pure faith that acts, a faith that visits widows and orphans in their affliction and does just as you've said. Lord, we thank you this day and we pray this in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. 
please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.